Werewolves? Sheriff. Do your job! Wolf of Snow Hollow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Less Than Average. I'm one of your hosts, Riley. I'm the other host, David. And this is episode 11, The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Um, welcome in, everybody. Thanks for listening. We, um, we're excited to be back for another episode. Uh, season 2 is what we're calling this. After our um, special end of season 1. Yeah, thank you again to uh, Matt for coming on the podcast. Super appreciate it. Shout out to Matt. Uh, let's just do some housekeeping real quick. We would like to apologize on behalf of Matthew. Um, we trusted him to come on and be our first guest. Yeah. And he messed up his information. Yeah, we thought he'd do his homework, but he fucked up. And it's actually kind of funny because I don't remember what the correction is. But when he uh, talked about his song for a movie, he had the artist wrong. Yeah, it's not Great Big C. It's someone yeah. else. And that's the thing. is We, we should have done our yeah. homework <laughs> and figured out who it actually yeah. was. He's making us fuck up now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, honestly, that was a lot of fun. And um, I my one feedback for us is I wish it was longer. I love that episode. Yeah, it was, it was great. Tons of fun. Uh, so moving on, yeah, we're, uh, we're kind of upgrading the studio a little bit. We got two microphones now. Feeling very professional. That's right, that's right. Um, and it feels cool. It, it's, I don't know, it's exciting. It's a start of something. We got, we're going to get the uh, studio soundproofed here in the future. Matt, uh, we are going to need your help with the truck for that. But uh, a special guest to help <laughs> us do stuff. <laughs> that's why you have a pickup truck, is to help friends, right? Um, yeah, so today's episode, uh, it's The Wolf of Snow Hollow. It's uh, kind of a fun movie. You probably have not seen it or heard of it yeah probably not um but before that we'll kind of get into some uh some news and some updates and stuff so i guess maybe i'll kick it off with um tattoo watch dun, dun, dun. so uh for those who aren't aware david's gonna grab a less than average tattoo somewhere on his body probably not his face uh when we hit 500 listens uh and we're climbing that mark we're at 244 now so it's uh the numbers are getting there. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just <laughs> just <laughs> at halfway. Yeah. Um, but still, it's pretty exciting. So There we go. That's pretty good. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, other stuff. I mean, there's a, there's a shout-out I wanted to give to a, a friend of ours named Travis. Uh, I believe he knows Matthew quite close. <laughs> um, but Trav has been listening to the episodes, and he kind of gave us a nice little... Uh, I won't call it a review, but maybe it was a review. It was uh, kind of fun to hear from him. And uh, he had like, uh, just, he was uh, a big fan, but he still is not sure what meta is. His big question is, uh, I don't know what meta is, and if I have to ask, I can't afford it. And uh, <laughs> that's right, Travis. But I thought we'd kind of explain a little bit, because you did reach out and ask us. Um, and I think meta, it's funny, because I, I recently listened to the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang episode, and I feel like that's when he was listening, because we just had meta so many times yeah. <laughs> in like one conversation. Um, but it's kind of like when something's aware of itself. Um, Deadpool is a good example of a character who's quite meta that people know, like how Deadpool breaks the fourth wall. He's aware he's in a movie or a comic book or whatever. Yeah. Like self-referential. Yeah. Like it's a movie that is talking about a movie and like we, we talk about it like 
it's talking about a detective case when we were, we're in that detective mm-hmm. case. It's it's something referencing itself, I guess. I couldn't put it better myself. Yeah. So uh, thanks, Travis. Thanks for the shout out. Looking forward to having you on for some episodes. I know we got a lot, you got lots to say. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the Star Wars. It'll be good. Uh, fan theories coming from Trav. So look forward to that one in the future. Uh, so we get into just regular news. Yeah, go for it. Um, first off that I have, uh, the new trailer for, uh, Ari Aster's new film, uh, Bo is Afraid finally came out, stars, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Nathan Lane, a bunch of other people, but those are probably the ones of most note. I have no idea what it's about. It looks fucking weird as fuck. It's like set over a bunch of different time periods, I think. And it's like a, kind of like a weird post-apocalyptic-y world. I don't know what it's about. It looks like it's going to be fun. Um, I've quite enjoyed his other two films, so look forward to watching that one in the theaters. What are his other two films? Hereditary. Oh yeah, and A Midsummer. Oh, okay. So, yeah. oh yeah, he's a he's a guy who's kind of like found his own little niche doing movies outside of like the main studios. Yeah, yeah, Everything yeah. he does is with a twenty four. And I've heard good things about both those movies. So. Yeah, they're both great. Yeah. So I look forward and like Joaquin in an Ari Aster film. Yeah, like yeah. that's kind of like two great people come together so look forward to coming to see that one that one is going to be released at least in the states on april 21st 2023 the year we're in let me just yeah you never know when people are listening yeah um i feel like for the most part those dates are our dates as well we are from canada for those international listeners (laughs) for the couple of german people (laughs) that's right and daniel who is listening in germany but he's in germany so it's going to that thing so um yeah, so one trailer that I saw, it's called Infinity Pool. Um, I'm surprised you haven't seen the trailer, because it's kind of right up your alley. I think you would probably like it. It's uh, Bill Skarsgård, I think. No, Alexander Skarsgård, who okay. is the guy from uh, The Northman, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Mia Goth, your favorite. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's good. Whatever, girl, Pearl. Um the poor girl. And yeah, it's just, I don't know, it looks kind of funky. It's just like, he, I think it's kind of like futuristic world or whatever, not too far, but uh, he's like sentenced to die and then they're like, some company's like, oh, for this much money, we'll make a clone so the clone will get killed. And then I don't know, then it just looks fucking weird. It looks crazy though. Like, yeah. I think you should look at the trailer. looks different and, and unique. Yeah, and like horror where like, like they're like, are they wearing weird masks or their faces all fucked up? I don't know. Yeah, I'll yeah. definitely give it a watch. Yeah, I'll it doesn't look like my kind of movie, but I'm into it. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Golden Globes happened That's some right. point recently. <laughs> yeah, recently-ish. Um, some, there were some good winners that I'm like uh, really happy about. Uh, Banshees of Inertion. Yep. Did I say that right? I that. Um, I know, but... They won Best Motion Picture for Musical or Comedy. Uh, Guillermo del Toro won Best Picture Animated for his Pinocchio. Pinocchio. I heard it was really good, actually. Yeah, so have I. I, I, I would watch it. I just haven't. Uh, Spielberg won Best Director. Our guy. Fablemans, which I haven't seen yet. No, I mean, uh, Best Screenplay. Also Martin McDonough for Banshees. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that was nice to see. Uh, best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture for Drama. Went to uh, Austin Butler for Elvis. Oh, yeah. Which I think he quite deserved that's fair you i remember you telling me he's yeah really and then, like apparently he still talks with that elvis oh yeah affectation because i'm sure it'd be like it'd really be hard, hard break or... i'm gonna skip over like ones of movies that i haven't seen because this is my podcast and i <laughs> do what i want and to be fair we've seen a decent amount yeah so. well for sure you have seen more than me at least for the new films yeah that's fair uh best performance by an actor in a motion picture for musical or comedy colin farrell banshees of inertion he was so good in that team. yeah i know he's it great really um Actress for musical or comedy was Michelle Yeoh. 
you for everything everywhere all at once have you seen that yet no it, it popped up we're gonna watch it that's it, like you the, should, the yeah. next on our list to watch. It's, it's the one that i wrote down that i knew won the golden globe because it's quite good and it it's one of those ones i haven't bought it yet but like i'm very excited to go buy it and watch it again yeah. because i don't know like it i just remember i want to watch it again it was good i remember being into it to the point where i'm excited to go see it again yeah ki hu Huan. i might be butchering that to me i think you're killing that's it. pretty good yeah. uh he won for best supporting actor in movie. Uh, same movie, everything, everything, everywhere, all at once. It's a, it's a tongue twister. It, it wraps up the movie. Quite um, <laughs> like the, the Angela Bassett, one for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. She's good in it too, to be honest. Like, yeah, I'm not actually. I didn't know that. I'm not surprised. She's dope. She has like a very good acting, like emotional parts and shit. Kevin Costner, one for Yellowstone. For I'm sure actor. you're happy about that. Yeah, he's quite good. I mean, it's not like it's like crazy good, but he's he's good in it. And yeah, that's that's about it. There's a bunch of other shit, but yeah. those are the only ones I really wanted to touch on. I might take this opportunity to talk about Golden Globes and Oscars and shit. Um, I'm, I'm obviously a film fan and a television fan. That's why I'm here today. <laughs> um, but I do think there's something to say about like exams or sorry, exams. <laughs> awards are uh, not always important. No, it's like. Um self-congratulating for sure yeah and it, it's it's definitely like a popularity contest sometimes and like when you look at i mean i'm not gonna sit here and analyze this whole golden globes list and should they have won like who are they up against i'm happier for the winners and blah 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 but like i do think just because something wins a golden globe or an oscar or whatever doesn't yeah mean it's and like that same way. with uh if it has a good rotten tomato score as well if we're talking about shit like that because yeah. there's been movies where i've seen that has like a 97 percent on rotten tomato and you watch it like this is fucking garbage um and that's i guess critics as well i'm always skeptic when it comes to critics because like their job is to criticize something and, and we've talked about it before you and i like oh some shitty action movie well that was awful but it's actually very fun so i love it you yeah. know like like how good it like the A team didn't yeah. get nominated for a Golden yeah, Globe yeah. or an Oscar, but I'll throw in the A team and have a rip roaring time because it's guess just it's, a great movie. I guess it's literally people listening to our podcast right now are literally just listening to our opinions and stuff yeah. anyway. So it's the same thing. Like, dude, why why do they care what we say? I mean, I guess it's you know, yeah, that's true. I guess when you put it that way, we're just Golden as, Globes. <laughs> we love you. Yeah. We, we value your opinions. All host. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? <laughs> you and I. You wouldn't say shit. No, you would hate that. Yeah, I would definitely hate it. Um. I have this list here on Twitter. I'm going to try try to read it off as quickly as I possibly can. Because I just, I saw it on there and I thought it was like an interesting kind of thing to put to Riley. Oh. So. Bring it. You can only watch three of these upcoming movies. And these are movies that are going to be released in 2023. You can only pick three. So I'm going to list them off. Okay. The first one is Megan. Uh, Ant-Man, Quantumania, Cocaine Bear, Creed 3, Scream, whatever they're on right now. Uh, Shazam, John Wick Chapter 4, Dungeons and Dragons, Evil Dead Rise, Super Mario Bros, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, uh, the new Fast and Furious film, Little Mermaid, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, uh, the new Transformers, Flash, Elemental, Disney Pixar film. Was, oh yeah, I, I know the movie. Um, Indiana Jones, the new Mission Impossible, Barbie film, Oppenheimer, uh, the Marvels, New TMNT, Blue Beetle, Craven, Dune Part 2, Wonka, The New Ghostbusters, and Aquaman. So out of all those, you can only pick three. Okay, so I wrote down the ones that stood out to me as you were going. And some of them I need to... So, 
Uh, uh, this is hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm going to throw out my first one for sure is going to be Dune Part 2. Well, yeah? yeah? That's one. Yeah. Uh, that's I'll, the last one on my list. I'll too. definitely lock that one in for sure. My, sorry, go ahead. No, you go. My thing is, is the Marvel fan in me really wants to see these Marvel movies. Spider-Verse is gone, though, off my list because I just... The first one was okay, but I could have told you what the plot of the first one was. Like, the animation was cool. The story was okay. Like, yeah. It was okay. Mario, I think Mario could be really good, but I think it, Mario could also yeah. be trash. Like, so it I'm has good. the possibility to be, like, the Lego movie that was, like, surprisingly good. Oh, I thought you were going to say bad. Yeah. No. I yeah. agree. It could we're, be, yes. like, like, if you would have told me before the Lego got, movie got released. you were going to like the Lego yeah, movie? I'd be yeah. like, no. Uh, the other one I'm going to lock in is Oppenheimer. Yeah, that's the one I was... Someone asked me recently, someone's like, what's the movie you're looking forward to? And I was like, I'm not 100% sure, but I know I want to see that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's going to beat some of these other ones for me. Uh, I know my last one as well. It's going to be Mission Impossible. Yeah, I knew that was going to be one of those. <sighs> I'm stressing out over here because... It's a tough one, man. There's a lot of good films coming out in 2023. Just talking Marvel, Ant-Man and Guardians. I really want to see them both. Ant-Man, I'm excited because of Kang. And yeah. Kang is just going to set up... You know, but maybe a setup is not what I need. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't make my list. But Guardians does. Guardians is going to be the first one I say I want to see. Okay. John Wick, I'm also nervous that it might not be as good. I thought the third one is my least favorite of yeah. them all. Even though it's still good. I still like it. D&D looks fun. Transformers just looks like my childhood in a movie. And it looks like it's pretty good. But what if it's a trash Transformers yeah. movie? This is tricky. I'm taking Oppenheimer. TMNT, no, here's where I'm going. I'm going Dune 2, Guardians 3, Transformers, yeah. Beast Wars, whatever it's called. Well, there you go. Yeah, Rise That's of the Beast. It. It's locked in. Yeah. Do I actually have to only go see those? Because yeah, I'm yeah. excited to see Ant-Man. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, Ant-Man comes up pretty soon. You said it on the podcast. Also, uh, let us know. Is this, is this recorded? Let us know which movies, if you had to pick three yeah, out of you, that list. Are you mad that I didn't say a movie or whatever? Yeah. we. Sh- I shared the list on uh, Twitter, so Kent oh. and, and... Oh, yeah. Let us know, boys. Yeah. Retweet, if that's a thing. It is a thing. Can, uh, can they retweet with their answers, though? Well, they could just comment on the... There you go. Comment on the post, then we retweet it. Yeah, let us know which three you guys would pick. Um, I saw this thing. I don't know how old it was or new it was, I should say, but it was. Uh, it just stood out. David Lynch, the director, quite famous director. Uh, Canadian, I think. He was talking about... I actually don't even know what movie it was. It doesn't matter, though. I, it was a video of him talking to the crew, and it was the... Uh, assistant director or the location person they're like yeah you only have two days and he was like what who's like says who like yeah we only have two days to film here he's like that's fucking bullshit he's like all i'm stuck is filming is the list of things we plan like, i can't explore i can't create i can't have fun um and he started talking about how you shouldn't sacrifice like the art just for time mm. like go paint me a picture you have 12 hours you know like how good is that going to be if you, you know, like yeah. opposed to go paint a picture. And yeah. I, I do think that was, I know it stood out as I was like, I want to talk about this because I think I agree with that. And I, I mean, we live in the real world too. I'm like, I'm not bullshitting. It's just go film a movie. How much can it cost? I'm aware that it's it costs a lot yeah. and it's, you know, there's places you need to rent out or whatever, but I don't know. I liked it a lot because it just shows what's important to a good director like that is actually yeah. making the, well, and I don't know. I mean, obviously, we don't work in the film industry. I did a little bit, though. Oh, you did, yeah. Um, like, I don't know 
with like the uh, emergence of like streaming services and whatnot, if there's been like a crunch a shift or something, yeah, a crunch put on films to maximize profits versus yeah, because now it's literally all about yeah, like you have to make this amount of money back, which means you're crunching hours to get the shots that you need instead of just having fun on a film, you know, like. Yep. I feel like back in the day, maybe it was a bit more fun to make movies when they actually just like said, oh, here's however much money. Let's go make something. And you get like Ghostbusters or fucking yeah. Gremlins, Big Trouble in Little China, just yeah. weird, obscure shit. And I don't know. It's, it's hard too with, I think the world we live in is everyone's so driven by money now. Like they won't even make something like, like they won't release that shitty background movie because it's not going to make them any. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's stuff like that. Like, uh, take the risk, I guess. We yeah. We about that before, though. Let the art speak sometimes. Yeah. But I think, I mean, there is still, like I mentioned, um, Ari, Ari Aster's new film is coming out with uh, A24. Yeah. So, I mean, there is still studios yeah. out there that aren't these big studios that I think push a little harder than other ones do. Yeah. But I agree with him. David Lynch. Yeah. Never watched one of his films, I don't think, though. I'm not sure if I've either. I'll have to look it up. I'm, you know what? I'm getting him confused with Cronenberg. Oh. Is David Cronenberg Canadian? Yeah. And he's weird, man. Yeah. He makes the weird movies. Oh, Twin Peaks. Yeah. Is David Lynch. Oh, that's David Lynch? Yeah. And he's American. Just so Okay. You know. Cronenberg, I'm pretty sure, is Canadian. And he does the really weird shit. Like Eraserhead and nope, shit. No, that's David Lynch. Really? Yeah. Who's Cronenberg? Cronenberg <laughs> does The Fly and oh. Videodrome. Okay, well, that's also weird shit, too. Yeah. Okay, oh, well. the brothers. Shut the fuck no, up. No, I'm just kidding. I'm fucking you. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't know. They first names. Nicholas Cage isn't his real name, either. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You never know with these Hollywood people. <laughs> uh, David Cronenberg is Canadian, though. Okay. You got that right. That's I'm one out of six. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> Uh, uh, please keep listening. <laughs> tell your friends about the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Just skip over this part, though. Um, should we just get into uh, what we've been watching? Yeah, I think I'm good to go. Uh, we didn't yeah. really talk about who has more, so just go for it. Okay, uh, I'll start with the uh, first one I watched. Um, it's called The Perfect Host. It's a 2010 black comedy psychological thriller. Cool. Uh, written and directed by Nicholas Tomney. I don't know... Have anything else he's done? Uh, starring David Hyde Pierce, who is Nigel Crane, yeah. and um, a guy named Clay Crawford. Again, never really seen him in anything else. Um, apparently, the filming took only seventeen days. Okay, so it's about this guy. Cool. <laughs> Little fun fact yeah. for you. <laughs> Talking about like trying to get movies done quickly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's about this guy who robs a bank, and then he's like trying to get away, and then he ends up kind of not forcing his way, tricking his way into this guy's house by like finding this like postcard and pretending to be this guy. Anyway, the guy ends up being like David Hyde Pierce who he gets into his house. Okay. And then it turns out David Hyde Pierce is like a crazy fucking insane serial killer type guy. Okay. And he ends up like drugging this guy. And then when the guy wakes up, he's like, what the fuck's going on? And he's like tied up. And David Hyde Pierce is like, oh, I, I got my friends coming. Like, we're going to have a party. But, like, none of his friends actually exist. It's all in his head. Oh. So, like, half the movie, it's, nice. like, this bustling party with all these characters. But it's all fake. And then you see it from the guy who's tied up perspective, cool, and cool, it's an cool. empty house. <laughs> this is one weird part where, like, the guy, like, wakes up, and he looks over, and, like, it's just David Hyde Pierce, like, humping, like, air humping this, like, sink. He's like, oh, yeah, you love it, don't you? But in his head, he's fucking a chick. 
It's in the living room or something, or the kitchen. Yeah, though they're in the bathroom, he just like gave it to oh, her. He's like, "Oh, she loves it." And it's so he's so good as this like, because he's like, it's almost like a solo performance. It's almost right? like Nigel Crane is like kind of what he's playing because cool. he's like this like really like unassuming kind of guy, and then he turns out to be the psychopath. And then there's like three really good twists in the movie. Oh, cool! Where I was actually like, huh. Like, I did not see that coming. Three twists. Three twists. Oh. And, like, they felt earned. They didn't feel out of nowhere oh. where it's just like... Wait, what? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. how does that make any sense? It all made sense. So, um, props to David Hyde Pierce for it. I thought he was quite good in it. Same with uh, Clay Crawford. Again, I'd never seen him in anything, but he was quite good as well. Cool. Uh, I'll give it seven and a half imaginary friends out of ten. Nice. Um, so, one of the movies I watched... Uh, I think it's on Netflix now, actually. But I was trying to see it in theaters. I just missed it. Uh, it's Emily the Criminal. So it stars, stars Aubrey Plaza, mm. who plays April Ludgate in Parks. And actually, she's in lots of stuff. She's in White Lotus, which... Ingrid Goes West. Yeah, exactly. Lots of stuff. And then Theo Rossi from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Is that Juice? Yeah, I couldn't remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then other people, but they were the two main. Um, it's pretty good. It's uh, I follow her, and it was promoted all over the place just because she was doing it and then it's the director's first movie so that was like a big deal and um it was well received i believe and i liked it quite a bit it's kind of essentially it's i guess just about her struggle as like uh someone with like a a criminal history trying to like get a job Mm -hmm. and there's like this really good scene at the beginning where like the girl who's interviewing her is like oh, you know, like, when I was your age, I struggled, and I was, you know, like, I worked in a sexist industry, blah, 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 and she's like, well, when you were my age, like, you were getting paid this much, and blah, blah, blah. Like, just kind of, like, just, like, shows how people just judge someone with a criminal past, and her criminal past was something stupid, too. She just, like, I can't remember what it was, but something silly, but she can't find work because of it or whatever. Uh, And then she gets, like, wrapped up into Theo Rossi's, like, credit card, like, scamming, like, business it's just like they're like scam people's credit cards and she just ends up being so good at it so it kind of just was about her being like really good at being a criminal Mm. it's like you can only be a criminal so she just had to go be a criminal and she was really good at it she excelled at it yeah and it was i mean long story short it was kind of just about that and then like she just kind of not takes over but just kind of becomes emily the criminal uh pretty good i i mean i'm not like oh my god everyone run out and see it it wasn't like the best acting i've ever seen but it was very good i liked it quite a bit um, I'm going to give it 8.25 uh, fake credit cards out of 10. Hmm, nice. I'll have to check yeah. it out if yeah. it's on Netflix. Yeah. I like Aubrey as well, so. And again, it's not like special effects and like it wasn't like completely heart-wrenching, but yeah. it was good. It was a good good performance by both of them. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I finally watched The Social Network. Oh, I've never seen it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll get to there. <laughs> Sorry, so, I keep sure. interrupting. I'm bad for that. Uh, social no, Network. seriously, just keep talking. <laughs> no, <don't. I'll> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Um, for those who don't know, it's uh, essentially about uh, Mark Zuckerberg and the creation of Facebook. Um, it's directed by David Fincher. Uh, stars... Eisenberg plays Mark Zuckerberg. Sorry, Jesse Eisenberg. I just talk like people know who these people are. Um, Andrew Garfield's in there. Justin Timberlake. Army Hammer. Um, what's it? Rashida Jones pops up as well. So that was pretty cool. Uh, it was good. I was like, I was into it. I thought, um, I thought Andrew Garfield's character was quite good. The way he played it. Eisenberg was a piece of shit. Oh yeah. In it, but I think he works well for that type of role. Uh, Army Hammer was good in it. I like him, minus any of the cannibalism talk that I had heard that he was somehow involved in. The real people? Yeah, like in real life. The twins? No, Army Hammer. What? Yeah. 
give it a goog. <laughs> There's a, is this movie news you want to talk about? Or? No, no, this is like years ago. Oh, was it? Yeah, pretty sure. Something came up along right. there. Anyway. Yeah, he plays the two twins, the Winklevoss twins. Uh, it was good. It's not exactly like a fast-paced kind of film, because um, I don't really think Fincher does... Well, Fight Club it is pretty f- kind of fast-paced. Yeah, you're right. It is, yeah. But um, it was good. Solid performances from everyone. Um, I'm surprised it took me that long to see it. I think I was just so against watching anything that was about Facebook, because I was yeah. just like, fuck Facebook, you know? <laughs> fuck but, Facebook. Yeah, James <laughs> Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it was good. I would, uh, I'd watch it again. Uh, I gave it uh, <laughs> seven imaginary friends out of ten, just because uh, your friends on Facebook aren't exactly real. Nice. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that was good. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Not a 10. Oh, so, one more cool thing I wanted to <laughs> talk about with that movie. Uh, Trent Reznor does a soundtrack. Oh, I wouldn't expect that. Yeah. So anyone who doesn't know who Trent Reznor is, he's the lead man for Nine Inch Nails. Nice. I knew that. Yeah. Um, okay, I went to see Avatar 2 because it is out. And before I saw Avatar 2, I watched Avatar 1. Mm. Um, and it actually was the first time I'd watched Avatar 1 in a very long time. Like, yeah. Probably over 10 years. I remember Probably when time. it came out. It was probably the last time. And, you know, it was good. Avatar 1, I won't talk about it too much, but um, good movie. You've probably seen it. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's not that bad. Uh, definitely visual, like a visually amazing movie. Yeah, I mean, storyline, it's like... It's not bad. It last of the Mohicans in space. Yeah. Like, yeah. Again, and the story's there. The action's there. It's, it's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give Avatar 1 eight freaky but cool alien animals. So I realized as I was watching it, like, he definitely takes, I don't know if it's just James Cameron, but whoever in, in the movie who designed all these animals or aliens, like, I had this idea. He's like, yeah, fuck it, yeah, throw it. Oh, yeah, I'll put that in there. Like, any cool alien idea they had, yeah. they just, like, used it. And I thought it was kind of cool, like, all these different animals and stuff. Uh, so real quick, uh, I saw the second one. Um, I thought it was good. I don't think it was as good as the first because it felt like I had seen this before. Well, you haven't seen it, right? No, but I do know that they, like, it's the same villain. So, yes, the villain, uh, spoilers for Avatar 2 because I don't know who has watched that one yet. So just, I am going to talk about it a little bit. Um, the villain is the same guy as the first one, the villain. And they essentially clone his body into a Navi. So... And they're not even like avatars anymore. It's like they're navvies, mm-hmm. which was cool. I actually liked that. Now, the movie itself overall was okay. Again, I felt like I had seen it before, like I said. And then you're right, like they reused the villain. Even. Yeah. Um, but it, they go meet like a water tribe and it's called the Way of Water. So there's a lot of stuff underwater and to do with water and blah, blah, blah. And I thought that part was awesome. Like, he definitely uses the visuals of underwater this time, and it works. The only issue is, again, like, I feel like I've seen this before. It kind of felt like... And it's also, like, three hours. Like, you, dude, you, you like, I understand. They're spiritual. The <laughs> yeah. planet's important. Like, I, I get it, yeah. but he just... It's kind of like he was just, like... Okay, I don't know. Nature good, and the man is bad. Yeah, like, and I, get, I already got that from yeah. the three-hour movie I just yeah. watched. And maybe I shouldn't have watched the first one. Anyways, um, it, was a, it wasn't bad, though. There were some fun ideas, and I like what's his not Sam Worthington, and, and Zoe Saldana's good, <laughs> yeah. too. Um, and my only issue is, and again, this is spoilers for the actual end of the movie, uh, the, the villain lives, which I didn't really get, and then apparently he wants to make him the villain for everyone. Like, all five of them. Like, why? <laughs> and I, I don't think this was a bad way to do it because it was kind of cool because he was, like, he had to learn their ways and he had to, like, to, to go find them. He had to be one of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? That part was cool. But I don't want to, again, like, 
I don't want to watch this same movie over again, right? Well, and like, like I could see if he was like a great villain, but I feel like he was kind of just a generic, yeah, soldier villain. Yeah, there's nothing really like he's not like a Hans Landa, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where it's like oh, or like I understand why Marvel had Loki pop up so many times. Perf- that, that's a perfect example, yeah. and I I'm still ready for season two of Loki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Give me yeah. more Loki, but yeah, him. you're right. That's a good example. Yeah, I thought it was just kind of fairly forgettable. I haven't seen it, but. Just from the first one. And again, like, I was into it until the end, where I was like, ah, oh, they're not going to kill And, like, it's not about they didn't kill him. They literally, like, the one character, like, saves his life. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? Come on. And then I, I was okay, and then I just, like, heard later, someone was like, oh, apparently James Cameron wants to use him. And I was like, what? That's, oh, I like it even less? Yeah. Now. I don't know. Fuck you, Cameron. Uh, it wasn't terrible, though. I'm still going to give it 7.5 uh, Sacred Giant Slug Whales out of 10. Okay. Yeah. So, again. Wasn't bad, and I actually specifically went to 3D for this one. Like, and I very rarely do that with a movie. Like, I'll kind of choose to not go 3D, but I was like, you know what, Avatar two, I'll go see 3D. And the water stuff was awesome, 3D. So nice. Yeah. Uh, I might watch it if I, I might not. <laughs> yeah, like again, I could kind of tell you about it. Then just you seen like it. I could see it was just such a long wait between Avatar one and and it wasn't worth it. That, that's where I'm at. Yeah, like, you could have released this five years later, and maybe it would have been a little more. Maybe I was hyped up too. Yeah. Right? It could have been a bit more forgivable, too, and if I've, you had churned it out super quick. Yeah, and I've seen him be like, oh, you know, if this one doesn't do well, I won't make the other ones. Like, well, I don't know if I want you to make the other ones now. <laughs> well, it's making money, so I feel like there's going to be at least one more. Yeah. Uh, next on my list is Any Given Sunday. It's a 1999 sports drama film directed by Oliver Stone. Uh, it's about an American football team. Oh, I know this movie. Yeah, it has Al Pacino, yeah. Cameron Diaz, Dennis Quaid, James Jamie Woods, Fox. Jamie Foxx, yeah. LL Cool J, uh, just to name a few. Yeah, it was... Um, Oliver Stone has a very interesting way of directing. Like, it's... My wife hated it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, at the start, when it was, like, the action scenes of the football... Because, do you know how Oliver Stone kind of shoots things well, in a weird a way? Natural Born Killers, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, I don't know it's what like, else. I'd have to look up. It's, like, that kind of that style of action films where it's kind of like not in focus oh yeah 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 you don't really know yeah what you're seeing but like i quite enjoyed it because i think i mean you're a football guy yeah. i'm not a football guy um I've but watched I, a game or two i feel like it's a very real portrayal of like the way these teams like it's al pacino plays the coach yeah. and he's kind of uh an old coach who like was really good back in the day and his team's starting to fail so it's like him dealing with all that and then Dennis Quaid plays the old quarterback who gets injured in like the very start of the movie. And Jamie Foxx plays the up-and-coming quarterback. Oh, okay. So there's the dynamic between the old veteran who's been in the sport for a long time and the young up-and-coming, like, yeah, yeah. I'm hot shit, motherfucker kind of guy. And it also touches on CTE with one of the... Um, who's a defensive? What would a defensive player be? Depends. Maybe the defensive line? Sure. The guy who tackles people. Yeah, like a... Linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. So like, one of the characters in it, like, they tell him, like, hey, man, like, You're done. Yeah. if you get hit again, like, you could be in a f- coma or paralyzed. And he's like, I need to make my money. Like, I got four kids. So it's about, like, that aspect, too. And, like, the doctor's kind of hiding it as well. Well, dude, I'm going to interrupt you. Like, this is very topical because I don't know if have you noticed, like, this year's been crazy for injuries in the NFL, too. Like, to sidebar this podcast for a minute. But there's one quarterback who had, like, a concussion in a game, and it was visibly bad. Like, he fell over, and they made him play the next game, and he got a concussion. And it was one of the scariest things I've ever seen on TV. Like, oh, yeah? Because it was, like, a live moment in this guy. It's, like, I don't even want to explain it. And then just, like, three weeks ago, I'm sure you heard about this, Demar Hamlin. 
sorry, I'm like, again, I'm taking this podcast on a separate direction, but this guy got a crazy injury where they stopped the game. They forfeited the game. Yeah. He got to the hospital. His he, Sorry, he flatlined on the field. Jesus. It was crazy. And like, it's crazy because this movie, how old is this movie? 1999. Yeah. And this was like kind of before, like. Before shit was even in the spotlight. Yeah. Before yeah. they even really wanted to talk about sorry, it. Sorry, you go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I thought like it wasn't the most exciting film. Great performances from everyone, for sure. Uh, and it was just, because I'm always, I'm not a sports guy. Right. But I, I like sports movies. Yeah. You're a movie guy. Yeah. <laughs> and so I thought, you know what, it was it was even Sunday too. I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch it on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it was good. I, I'd suggest watching it. Oh, cool. um, again, like, it probably resonates a lot. Like, I talked to Matt about it. He's like, I fucking love that yeah, movie. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. And I feel like you would probably appreciate it well, a lot even more. Even as you're explaining it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, yeah. Like, I'm into that. Um, I'll give it uh, six rousing locker room speeches out of ten, because, like, Pacino, even Matt, when I was, I saw Matt the other day, he's like, man, that speech that Pacino gives in the locker room, he's like, it's so good. And I was like, you know what? I could see, like, if you were in football or like football, like, that speech would do a lot for you, but I don't. <laughs> but it was still a good, it's a good Pacino speech, so. I was going to talk about it, but I was thinking you were going to rate it out of that, so I didn't want to bring up the <laughs> yeah. speech before. It's a good speech, man. Um, I've seen this thing say, I think it was Jamie Foxx, and he was talking to Al Pacino in that moment right before they film it, and Jamie Foxx goes up like, hey, like, like you, he's like having trouble like getting to like that level and Jamie Foxx says something like oh you gotta realize like you're kind of these guys' dad right now like these are all your sons yeah. you're talking to all your sons right now and then it was like the next take was that take kind oh, of yeah. thing it was, it was good man like, like I said I enjoyed it and like uh, Sally didn't want to finish it she's like I'm going to bed I was like oh. well I have to like I have to, and like I'm just at a point where I have to finish a movie yeah I don't think I would it would take a lot for me to turn a movie. Yeah. yeah, and it was like I mean, it all turned out well. The team won. The quarterback <laughs> passed it on to the next one. Nice. But it was just like I don't know. Again, maybe you watch it and like let me know. But like I just feel like that was a pretty accurate portrayal of how a football team works. Yeah. And again, like ninety nine too. Like I'm sure like the sport has changed, but it's still probably a good insight on what it's like. Right? Yeah. Okay, so I uh, I watch. I'm currently watching. Willow, the the series. Oh, um, why do you say that? I hear not good things. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. I heard it's quite horrible. Oh no, I'm actually quite into oh. it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, good. Um, so I'm not done the series. I have two more episodes. Um, but I watched the movie first, so I'll talk about the movie first. Um, movie's great. It uh, I, I didn't really remember it, and we just watched Princess Bride. We did that episode last, and um, I felt it kind of had Princess Vi- Princess Bride vibes. Um, just like a fun adventure movie, fantasy. Same time period, right? Like, like when it came out. Yeah, yeah, the nineties or whatever. Yeah. I don't actually know the years. Late eighties. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was quite good. It's, it's very light. It's like it doesn't take itself seriously at all. Uh, there's a lot of jokes and with a. Kevin Pollock, like the little brownies. I don't remember. I, I haven't seen it in fucking. They're like little. Years, they're like little, right? like <laughs> tiny, like little people kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but they're just pretty much comic relief, essentially, like the whole time. And uh, Val Kilmer's in it, and he's awesome. It's kind of we talked about it with probably uh, Kiss Kiss, but uh, Val Kilmer as Prime. I feel yeah. Like the, he was just such. A, but actually, it's one of his early like first movies. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's uh, really good. Val Kilmer's awesome in it. It's just a fun fantasy movie. I didn't really expect a lot out of it. I just wanted to watch it before I watched the series because I think I even talked about the series. Um, like when I saw the trailer for it. So for the movie, I'll give it seven out of 10 ugly looking wands. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but like, there's like a main wand. that's a big deal. It just looks like a gross piece of stick. 
and like I like it. It's kind of real, like Harry Potter. They're like the wands are yeah. like, polished and perfect. This one's just like like it's a fucking a, shitty piece, <laughs> of, piece <laughs> yeah. of wood kind of thing. Um, but no, I won't actually finish my rating of the series. But I'm liking this series mm. a lot. It's very similar to the movie where it's it doesn't take itself seriously at all. Which maybe that's why people aren't liking it. Like we live in a world where Game of Thrones is a fantasy, yeah. fantasy epic that you need to kind of match. Well, again, like I I just watched a YouTube video. And the dude was like, I, "This is fucking shit." It's it's very much fun. Like okay. it's, I don't know. Uh, there's a new there's a new character, and I feel like he's such a good actor. And like, I'd watch a show. I'd watch a spinoff show on this character just yeah. based off the actor. Like role. I said, uh, you well, haven't seen it. Yeah, yet. Uh, so um, I'm not gonna weigh in either or. And I gave the movie seven out of ten. I don't think it's perfect by any means, but I think the show is a good follow up. And Warwick Davis, he's just good. Man. Yeah, like yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, next, I have three more. I don't know where you are at around there. Um, we watched, uh, the TV series Wednesday. Oh yeah. You watched the whole thing? Uh, yeah. Cool. On Netflix, uh, directed by, I don't know if it's directed, all directed by Tim Burton, but, um, he directed a few episodes for sure. He's definitely like the over producer, producer. Yeah. music by Danny Elfman, of, of course. course. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Sarah's Jenna Ortega as Wednesday Adams. Um, what's his name? Pops up as Gomez. Yeah. Uh, Luis Guzman. What's his name? Is it Fred Willer? Uh, no. Uh, Fred Armisen. Yeah. Is, uh, Fester, Fester was horrible. Oh, was he? Oh, my God. <laughs> I just like Fred Armisen. Yeah, so do I. Um, you know, it would have been a good show if it wasn't Wednesday Adams. You think it's just the Adams family? Or? Yeah, like, it would have been a cool concept. And you didn't need to have it be about Wednesday Adams. Oh, okay. Like, it almost didn't work for me because of that because it was like why like why why does this need to be about Wednesday Adam like they have this cool setup where she goes to this school and the school there's like um, werewolves and sirens and um, whatever Medusa is Gorgon yeah yeah. It's like a school of like people like that, and then there's this monster that's like roaming around killing people, and they're trying to figure out who the monster is which you could have done with like literally any character and, like, why they had to make it Wednesday Adams. And, I mean, I, I like Jenna Ortega. She was quite good in X. Um, oh, she's in X, too. Yeah, she plays, like, the camera girl. Um, I just didn't like her as a character, either, because everything somebody would say, she'd have to say some, like, witty comment back that was, like, dark. Like, I put people to sleep with shovels. Like, uh, every fucking line yeah, of dialogue, yeah, yeah. it had to be something like that. So it got to be a little much for me. That's fair. But I wanted to keep watching it because I was like, I want to know, like, who the monster Where is. Go, yeah. Even though it was pretty obvious who it was going to be. Um, <laughs> is it, it going to be this guy? Or is it, thought it was? Yeah. Because okay. <laughs> it was not like, it could be one of two people. Oh, oh it's that person. Oh, I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah, okay. Uh, it didn't really do much for me. I mean, I watched the whole thing just because I needed to finish it, but... Um, I don't know. I don't. And now all of a sudden, like at the end of it, they had to tease something, and now she has a stalker who's like gonna kill her, and it's just like, okay, <laughs> like they had to do something to like season two. Or yeah, like, yeah, they had to tease season two, and it's uh, I think it's Netflix like highest rated, highest watched show that right now. Sense. Every new show is could break records like that. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't the biggest fan. Again, I feel like if you would have taken this concept and not done the Adams family, it could have worked a lot better. Just have it be a young girl. Going to a, a school, the same school, and just don't make her Wednesday Adams. And like, you don't need any of that because you could even take, although Thing was cool. Yeah. And there was like a part, I'm going to do a little spoiler here, where it's like, oh, 
thing got stabbed. Oh my God, he's going to die. And it's like this emotional moment where you're like, holy shit, like Wednesday Adams is getting emotional. And you're like, man, are they going to kill thing? Like, good for them. Like, this has some weight. Oh no, he, he comes back to life. Oh. So it's like, oh, it wasn't that. Yeah. Oh. There's no emotion. Like, you're ready for this emotional scene. And like, you can feel like Wednesday Adams starts like choking up. And you're like, okay, this girl who feels nothing. nothing. No, he just comes back to life and it's fine. Lame. Yeah. Like, you want something with some weight and yeah. then they never give it to you. Anyway. I'm going to uh, give it five and a half annoyingly dark responses out of ten. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair. It was too much. Like, every fucking line she said was yeah. just like, okay, well, we get it. You're dark. You're edgy. Yeah, move on. Like, <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to change the tone. I watched Andor. Mm. I fucking loved it. I've heard nothing but good things. It's great. Yeah. I think you would like it. I actually want you to... Well, not. I don't want you to watch it, but I think you should watch it. It's on my list. I just. I, it's hard to find time by myself. No, and I totally get it. And like, I understand Star Wars hasn't impressed you that much as of late. No. It's great. It, um, I remember when we talked about it. God, it might have been episode one. I don't even remember at this point. We've done so many episodes. <laughs> Season two. Yeah. Um, but we talked about it when it, the trailer came out or when it was announced or something. And I remember you saying you heard it it's, doesn't feel like Star Wars. Yeah. It doesn't. Which is good, right? And like, yeah, hundred percent. And like, it's set in a Star Wars universe. They're like, they're flying around spaceships and the blasters and there's droids. Yeah, and it's, the empire. It, exactly. Yeah, it's in the Star Wars universe, but it just feels fresh and it feels different. Which we literally broken record, less than average podcast here. Yeah. But like, we need something fresh, and it just was great. Um, it's kind of just about Andor. So Cassian Andor is a character that we've seen in Rogue One, and that's kind of it. Um, and it's a prequel, and we did talk about this, actually, about how, you know, whether we should have watched it before Rogue One or after Rogue One, and it definitely works either way, kind of makes me want to watch Rogue One, even yeah, though I yeah. just watched it kind yeah. of thing, um, but it's, it's really good, it's kind of just about his history, and it doesn't really lead up to, like, oh, like, how Rogue One is literally right up to the beginning of Episode 4, it's yeah. not really like that at all, there's big gaps or whatever, you just kind of get an insight into his character, and it's a very political show, so Mon... Uh, Mon Mothma, you know who that is? Yeah, the lady. The, yeah, the yeah. Resist- she's like a leader of the resistance. It's her in the same time period. And the stories kind of intersect, like just a little bit. Um, but that storyline is great as well. Andy Serkis is in it? Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't going to talk about that yet, but he is awesome in it. Yeah, that's like, what I hear. Yeah, like, great. Yeah. I won't even say too much about it because I kind of want you to watch it. Um, but his part was awesome and kind of shows up and it's like, oh, cool, Andy Serkis. And then two episodes later, I'm like, God damn, Andy Serkis is a good actor. <laughs> He's the fucking man. Yeah, and uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Patrick from Coupling. Oh, yeah? He shows up nice. as you know, like a political <laughs> senator. And like, oh, yeah. Uh, but it was really good. I, again, I could talk about it for a while. I, I really do want you to watch it, so I won't talk too much about it. Um, the one thing I'll say, here's my one critique of it, is I didn't love the ending. Hmm. So many storylines were kind of going on in the last episode, and I'm kind of realizing, like, there's no way they can wrap... It's kind of like the Seinfeld has a joke about it, like, you're watching the clock, like, there's no way they're going to wrap all this up in five minutes, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, so, of course, they are doing a season two, hmm. which I think I would have just maybe preferred a season one. Um, I don't want there to make them to make a, a season nine of Andor, yeah. you know? I think maybe two is where I want them to stop, because it's good. Yeah. I don't want you to start making shitty android episodes because yeah. right now like i couldn't really tell you that episode sucked it was just really good well sorry are you before i jump in 
you I haven't to... rated it yet. Oh, yeah, you go ahead and rate it, and then I'll jump in. Because um, I just talked about it in the news, but I fucked up. That's okay. It's our podcast. There's no <laughs> rules. Um, I'm going to give it 9.25 prison breaks out of 10. Oh. I really liked it, and I'm fresh. I just kind of finished it today. No, I did just finish it today. I watched last episode today, so it's fresh. I, uh, I'm i a Star Wars guy. I'm a nerd. We, have, we all know this. So, like, it doesn't take a lot of... Like, I don't need a lot from Star Wars content. Just mm-hmm. give me something good. And it blew my expectations out of the water. Nice. All the acting was really good in it. It's just the storylines were good. The characters were good. I cared about these side characters. You know, like the characters you see every three episodes. I was like, oh my god, I don't want that guy to die. You know, like, it was good. Oh, um, Stellan Scar- Skarsgård. You know that old, their, their dad? All yeah. the Skarsgård? He's in it and he's dope. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. What were you uh, Mandalorian uh, Season 3 trailer came out. Oh, I didn't know that actually. Yeah. I saw a poster that looks cool. No, but... yeah, it came out. Um, not not really much. Yeah, he goes to Mandalore. Oh, yeah. It's like kind of thing. And there's like a bunch of cool scenes of the Mandalorians. That's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking, because like that show, like Ma- the Mandalorian, I was very pleasantly surprised with. And I, I'll happily go back for Season 3. Yeah. He's good too. Uh, Pedro Pascal. He's yeah. the he's the fucking man. Oh yeah, Last man. of Us. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Me neither. Okay, we'll um, we'll get we'll, yeah, we'll be next. <laughs> uh, but Bill Burr, we talked about Bill Burr last time we hung out. I think. Yeah, uh, that might be one of my favorite scenes of all Star Wars. Two, I think, right? Yeah. Anyways, it's um, good. Uh, Andor was good. I I recommend you check it out. And I like, will. That'll be. I think that's my next show. I want to watch like by myself. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to sell. I think there's 12 episodes, so it, it kind of was. You know, not a lot to watch, but 12 longer episodes was a bit of a. I didn't watch it in one weekend kind yeah. of thing. Um, so if you did that, I don't know if it would stay that fresh. But I was very looking forward to like excited to watch every episode. Yeah, I'm more inclined like just because of the way like streaming services are now. Like I need all the episodes you want of a to just show. Watch it all once? Yeah, yeah. Because like I liked. I need the momentum. Yeah. Or else you'll fall out of it. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what happened with the uh, the outsiders. No, not the outsiders. The one with oh, uh, uh, Walken. Yeah, yeah. The outlaws. Outlaws. outlaws thank you. Yeah. Outsiders was a great film. Yeah. <laughs> um, Episode twelve. The outsiders. Next one uh, on my list. We watched the menu. Uh, it's two thousand twenty-two dark comedy film. Uh, Riley reviewed this last episode or no, the episode before. Yeah, didn't I? I want to. Um, Starring uh, R- Ralph Fiennes, Anna Taylor-Joy. I'm going to be this guy. Nicholas Holt. Ray Fiennes. Yeah, Ralph. It's one of those Welsh names. <laughs> Welcome to Canada, bitch. <laughs> Saoirse. <laughs> Saoirse. Saoirse Rohan. Um, Riley gave a pretty good... Uh, like seven or something. Yeah. Good synops- oh, synopsis, synopsis of yeah, it yeah. as well. You know, I did not enjoy it. It was... I didn't find it was well executed i had several questions at the end like why why yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the fuck it wasn't funny it's nice that we can talk about it now actually either like i say we just go spoiler free like or sorry we're just gonna spoil yeah it. we'll talk about spoilers yeah. like um because when i first watched the trailer it really gave me vibes of the hunt right and you i remember you telling me yeah that. and the hunt is essentially it's about a bunch of like social justice warrior lefties hunting down trump supporters and killing them oh wow so it's kind of like Showing that, like, the people on the left are pieces of shit, too. Just, like, people on the right. And I find this movie tried to do that by, like, making it a class thing between, like, the the wait staff and these, like, super rich assholes. But, like... Like you said, didn't execute... No, like, why did he kill John Leguizamo? Because he didn't like his film? Oh, yeah. Like, that seems kind of like a dickhead move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the wait staff just being alright with, like, killing themselves. So... 
it just it didn't really nothing felt earned. I didn't find any of the characters. I didn't really care about any of them. Like I didn't like sympathize with the plight of Ray Fines. Oh yeah, at all. Anna Taylor Joy was like okay, but like I didn't care if she lived or died. And I didn't find it funny. Like it was sold as like a comedy thing. There was the one bit in the uh, in the trailer where he's the like, "Yeah, the yeah. birthday thing." Where I was like, "Okay, this is gonna be a clever, funny, dark comedy oh, movie." Yeah, and it, that was the that yeah. was the funny part. And it wasn't yeah. like there wasn't. I don't know. Well, I remember my thing was that it was just very weird. Like, and my friend, good friend of mine, she was like, "Hey, I heard you talk about movies the other day. Like, should I go see this?" And I was like, "It's weird. Like, I couldn't even tell you what it's about." Yeah, like it, it's just I don't know. And, like, I understand what you're saying now about, like, the food people being, like, very pretentious. And even, like, and, like, Nicholas Holt's character was, like, that whole, like, thing where it's, like, he just, he like, knew. he knew yeah. and it's, like, okay. And then he just kills himself just to kill himself. And it was just, like, I, did, I don't know. My thing, too, is Anna Taylor-Joy. I think I said this when I talked about it. Like, I don't normally like her. And this time I didn't hate her because she, like, works for the character. But, like, you don't necessarily like said like you don't root for her no you're like, not really rooting for anyone yeah i don't i didn't care if like literally anyone lived or died in that movie whereas like the hunt like the main character of that film like you're rooting for her the whole time oh i see and that show was fucking hilarious yeah, and funny and that like, one worked well yeah because it's over the top violent but like funny whereas that one like the menu was just kind of like I just don't know what they're trying to... It was, like, creepy vibes, too. So, like, you didn't really know if it was supposed to be funny or not? Yeah, I don't know. It didn't do it for me. I wasn't the biggest fan. Wife hated it. Yeah. <laughs> she woke up, like, we were going to bed, and she was, like, um, visibly angry about the movie. <laughs> and then she woke up this morning, and, like, I'm like, you were really angry about the movie last night. She's like, I woke up angry. <laughs> just hated that film. i uh, talking to a chef of mine at work, and he... Same, similar vibes. He's like, I don't understand. I don't understand anything. And then, like, thinking about it, like, yeah, I don't know why either. No. And it was, like, like talking about like the the other waiters and the other cooks or like they're like they're, like they're all they always want to kill themselves yeah like why because he's mad at the world yeah. yeah and like sally like pointed out too like you know he thinks he's like this high and mighty kind of guy and he's a working class guy he's like a millionaire chef mm, yeah who's yeah, like, like world famous you have it so bad do you do you yeah, have it like, so bad you yeah, have yeah, a private island my yeah. boy <laughs> so uh i gave that one four disappointing dishes mm, out of ten nice Okay, um, the uh, the girl from that, she was like the helper, like his helper, like not the sous chef, but like the the hostess girl, Asian girl. Yeah, um, I like her a lot. She's in Watchmen, the show. Oh, which I don't think you've watched. No, I still watch that. Uh, it's pretty good. I actually, I, I say you should check it out. As a Watchmen fan, it was pretty good. Um, but she was also in The Whale, and I went to see The Whale. Oh! Yeah. I've been wanting to see it. We almost, we were 20 minutes late, and we were going to go see it. Oh, yeah? I yeah. went on my birthday, because I was like, you know what? I want to go see a good movie yeah. on my birthday. And? It was good. I hear he's just it was a fucking man. man. Uh, yeah, I wanted to see a good movie on my birthday, and I don't know if I felt great about <laughs> after like watching it. Um, but it was very good. It's uh, so... Essentially, it's Brendan Fraser and that girl. I don't actually know her name. I'll look the one from Stranger name. Things, right? Yeah, but I meant sorry. Yeah, the girl from Stranger Things, uh, Sadie something or other. Give me a sec here. Um, but the girl from the hell, or sorry, oh my god, the girl the from the menu was also in it, uh, and she was kind of like the second main character. Uh, Sadie Sink is the one girl. Hong Chow is what it says on Google. I don't know if I'm saying that properly, but that's the the one girl I'm talking about. Um, and yeah, Brendan Fraser is the main character. He 
plays an extremely, extremely obese person, and he is a, a like playwright, a, isn't he? He's an English teacher. Oh, uh, yeah, he's an English teacher. It's the movie is based on a play, which is maybe. Oh, maybe thinking. that's what yeah. I'm thinking. Of. Uh, he's an English teacher, and he does like online courses, and he like keeps his camera off. That's like he so no one sees what he actually looks like. Because so all of things are online, and his he's essentially trying to reconnect with his daughter. And the movie itself takes place Monday to Friday, I believe. Um, so it's just a five days, and kind of he has like a like a health attack, like a kind of like a hard heart murmur. I don't remember what it is, but it's like a, a health episode on the Monday, and the girl who's like a nurse is like, "Hey, like you're gonna die by this weekend," and it's kind of just about his week. He tries to reconnect with his daughter, who is played by Sadie Sink, the girl from Stranger Things. She's the ginger Max on Stranger Things. Um, it's really good, man. It was a, a, a well-acted movie. Not a lot of action happens yeah. in the movie. He, he he himself, his character is quite immobilized because of how big he well, is. Well, he put on tons of weight for that film. Well, it's a fat suit. But, I mean, but he he still, yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, we talked about it, again, early episodes. At this point, it doesn't matter which episode we talked about it. But he got a standing ovation, I think, it was at TIFF. Yeah. And, like, dude, I would have, as if I was there. Yeah, he also won an award as well for something he, else he recently. probably should have it was yeah. good man and like it's really funny because when i go see movies especially in theaters secret don't don't listen to this part, <laughs> but i get a little high you know, I, sorry just we were talking about the menu me yeah. and sally and i'm like yeah. riley gave it a seven she's like how do you rate so high? i'm like well he is high for most of the movies he goes and watches it's true <laughs> sorry um no, I also feel like the more I talk about a movie, because again, when I talked about to my chef, he's like, I don't know why everyone kills themselves. Like, why are the other people killing themselves? I was like, oh yeah, why are those other people yeah. killing themselves? Um, but then other times it'll go up. Like, I'll talk about a movie and I'll be like, that was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. And then I'll like, fuck you. Um, oh yeah, so for the whale, on my birthday, when it got really high, got a big bag of popcorn, snuck in some candy. I got like chocolates before I got there. And I'm like sitting there like picking out, watching this movie about it, like extremely obese person. I'm like, man, I got to stop eating all these snacks. <laughs> it's like, I still have the bag of candy in my car. I just didn't want to eat it, you know? Didn't finish the popcorn. It's rough. Yeah. Um, it was hard to watch. It was one of those movies you kind of are uncomfortable while you watch it because it, it was hard. And like, a watching this character, and I know people out there are, are that big in real life. Like watching this person try to like move around his apartment, and his drive was like, "Oh man, that's rough." And then there's a scene where he's just, and you could tell it's kind of a mental thing. He copes by eating, and you kind of see why in the movie. But he's, there's like a scene where he's like kind of like trying to commit suicide just by overeating. It's mm. like so rough to watch, man. But it was good. It was strong, like powerful, yeah. a very powerful movie. And uh, Sadie Sink is the chick, uh, his daughter. She was great as well. Kind of plays just like a little shithead teenager kind of thing, but does a really good job of it. It's just a well-acted movie. I guess I'll stop talking about it, but uh, I liked it a lot. I would recommend it. Again, it's not a fun... We always talk about like fun movies. Yeah. was not a fun movie to watch. It was quite uncomfortable, but in a good way. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give it 9.5. Uh, oh, no, sorry, sorry. Nine essays out of 10. Hmm. Yeah, yeah there's, there's times where like you want to watch a movie like that, like... Just to appreciate the art. Like, this is, like, a beautiful film. That's why I went to see it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I would think... I mean, I haven't seen it, but it would be similar to, like, uh, Marriage Story. Because that movie was hard to watch yeah, in certain scenes. But it was, like, phenomenal acting. Yeah. Okay, last on my list. Glass Onions. A Nice Out Mystery. It's last on my list as well. Perfect. We didn't even plan that. Um, I kind of did. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> um, it's uh, directed by Ryan Johnson, the guy who... 
depending on what you think, either made Star Wars good or destroyed it. Uh, and uh, hold on, no, no, I'm not going to argue that. Does anyone think he made Star Wars good? I'm, I'm sure there's someone. Statistically speaking, is there someone? I think Kent really liked the, oh, say. <laughs> the Last <laughs> Jedi. As I believe as Travis I likes yeah, it a lot yeah. as well. Um, it's um, another detective film with Benoit Blanc, played by Daniel Craig. He gets invited. Maybe, kind of, not really. Or to, does he? Yeah. yeah. Boom, boom, boom. It's him on this island with all these rich assholes. Played by Edward Norton, uh, Catherine Hahn, Batista, uh, Kate Hudson. And then there's like a couple of other side characters. I don't really know them as okay. actors. Oh, Jessica. Like the assistant. Jessica Wenwick, I think, is maybe her Henwick? Name? Henwick? Yeah, you're yeah. right. Henwick. And then there's Whiskey. The girl who looks like Florence Pugh. Is that the whiskey? Yeah, I thought it was Florence Pugh until oh, I looked up the cast. I was like, "Oh my god, that's actually not her!" And then I saw it after. But yeah, it's about um, him going to this millionaire, billionaire's Elon Musk type island, yeah. um, and then he has to solve the mystery of who might be trying to kill the guy who's killing people. Yeah, um, I don't know. What did you think about it? I um, I thought it was too complicated. Hmm. Like overall, I don't think I hated it. I, I actually, I always do this, but when I watch a new movie, I'll usually watch the first one. So I did watch the first one first. Um, I think the first one was a little better because the first one was complicated, but I think the reveal slash twist of the first one, although I think it felt forced, I think it worked better. Do you mean like that she accidentally killed him? Yeah. And the whole like that ransom actually tried, so she didn't, oh. so he killed himself. Yeah. You know, like... Like, I think it worked, whereas the reveal in this one... With the twins? Yeah, like, I was like, what? Yeah. Like, was that even necessary? Well, and, like, again, I watched the YouTube video, because I always like to watch reviews about stuff. Yeah. Um, like, the way... There's be the one shot, like, you know, when um, he's watching the, them have sex, and then it's just... Yes, yeah, It's yeah, just yeah. Daniel Craig, and then it goes back, and it shows that she's there, too, and it's like... But that's completely changing the movie. Yeah. Like, you can't just change a scene to reveal something. Yeah, it has to be there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it was a little too complicated. I try. I think they, I think he was trying too hard. Yeah. I think you could have made, not the same movie, but like a very, very similar movie without such a convoluted, is that the word? Convoluted? Without the twins. Just in general, how yeah. it was like, oh, Batista is against him, but then Batista... Oh, we got the heater kicking in. <laughs> it's going to get cold here in Calgary coming up. <laughs> damn, damn cold, Alberta winters. Um, it's like how Batista was like Edward Norton's friend, and then actually they were against each other, and then because of what happened, all of a sudden they're friends again, and then he dies. Like, I just yeah. think it was a little too confusing. I, I don't know. I didn't hate it, but it was not my favorite. Yeah, I, I would probably never watch it again. I think I'd actually would rather watch the first one than the second one again. Yeah, I mean, both of them can be like summed up as like rich people suck. Sure. And the only, uh, I will say, the one redeeming thing about that movie was a hippie who randomly lived oh, on the island. Oh, yeah, that was That was a good funny. bit. <laughs> and then at the end, he, like, yeah. goes and gets him. And yeah, like, and they're just, like, smoking, smoking weed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the only redeeming thing I would say about that film. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I gave that one uh, six Foghorn Leghorn references out of ten. Uh, I gave it 6.5 famous painting. Right? Oh, there we go. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay, so I believe that's it. We are uh, going to... Yeah. Get into our main feature of the episode here. The, we are talking The Wolf of Snow Hollow. 
It's the uh, 2020 American comedy horror film written, directed, and starring Jim Cunnings. Uh, it's a Cummings? Cummings? I believe so. Yeah, that's what I said, isn't it? Cunnings, I believe. Did I say Cunnings? Yes. Cummings. Cummings. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> um, it's essentially a story about a small town uh, where a woman gets killed. And it seems like something possibly not human killed the wo- woman because they find like paw prints and there's like hair, and then another woman gets killed and there's bite marks. So everyone in the town starts thinking it's a werewolf who's going around killing these girls because they always get killed on a full moon as well. And it's about the I don't know if he's the deputy sheriff because he's not the real sheriff. Crazy. Uh, it's about a cop who's trying to go around to convince everyone that, like, no, this isn't a werewolf. This is a man. And it's also about that same sheriff dealing with being a father, dealing with losing his father, and alcoholism all at the same time. While trying to solve this. While trying to solve these murder, brutal myrtles. Yeah, yeah. Eh, myrtles. Myrtles. <laughs> Murders. <laughs> and uh, try to prove that it's not a werewolf, that it's just a man. Uh, I randomly came across this movie on crave i just saw the poster and i'm a big poster guy i I believe uh you should judge a book by its cover and you can judge a movie by its cover and um it just looked cool and i was like oh wolf snow hollow that's that's a cool name watch the trailer and i was like fuck yeah i'm in uh tried to get i showed sally the trailer i'm like you want to watch it she's like no I'm like, oh, come on, we got nothing else to watch. She's like, can't find whatever, put it on. We put it on, and she's like, I love that movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'd like to know, uh, this is actually the, uh, before I got married. This is the movie me and my best man, Riley, watched the night before my wedding. That's right. I remember David, we were going up to Red Deer, and David was like, hey, Sally's already Red Deer. You want to come over and hang out? And I was like, actually, that's a great idea. Like, I wasn't doing anything. I, yeah. You were getting married the next day. And then it was kind of like, what do you want to do? You're like, let's just put this on. Yeah. yeah. Let's just get stoned and watch a movie. Yeah. So, uh, this is the one we picked. Um, yeah, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the film? Um, it was an interesting... I remember when you told me, like, hey, let's watch this movie. I really like it. And I don't know what I was expecting, but when I first watched it, like, I don't know, it wasn't that, I guess, yeah, a while ago. Over a year ago. Um, I didn't... It wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, part of my notes is it's kind of a misleading movie. As you watch it, you're not exactly sure what you're watching. Like, is this a werewolf? Yeah. <laughs> like, is this yeah. actually happening? Like, we talked about Dog Soldiers before. It's almost a better werewolf than Dog Soldiers? It's like, it's... Like, it's yeah, like, the few... Just, okay, for those who haven't watched the movie, pause the podcast now. Go watch it. Okay. We're about <laughs> to talk about the ending of the Yeah, movie. we're, we're going to go spoilers... From here on out. Yeah, there's uh, a couple of shots. I think it's the second woman who's killed where you actually... It's presented as a werewolf. Like, you as the audience are watching the movie thinking, that's a werewolf. Because yeah. it's legit. And it's like, it's good. Like, effects as yeah, well. it looks good. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I remember watching it thinking, like, what am I watching right now? Um, and it's, it's kind of... You said written, directed, and starring Jim Cummings. Uh, and it is. And it's... Not the Jim Cummings who voices Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I googled him and I was like, that's not Jim Cummings. It's a different Jim Cummings. Um, but he kind of, like, carries the movie. And like you said, it's it's about him, you know, solving the murders of this town. But it's also about his relationships, like you said, with his father and his daughter. And then himself. Yeah. Right? Um, and I just think it's, it's kind of a movie about him. Not really the serial killer. Yeah. So, watching it, 
for the first time, I remember being like, oh, like, this is not what I expect. That That's kind of why I didn't know, that's not what I expected. But watching it this time around, knowing what it was about, what I was getting myself into, I think I enjoyed it more. Mm. Like, I enjoyed it the first time, but not as much as you did. But watching it this time, I was like, oh, that's quite good. Yeah, it felt very different. Watching it this time? Just in oh, like the, the first time in, I in watched general. it. Yes, yeah. you're right. Because I don't know if this sense of humor would resonate with a lot of people, but yeah. this movie is fucking... <laughs> hilarious it's dry man yeah it's like dry. it's good man. it's like my kind of humor i wrote down a couple jokes but the one part when he's talking to his daughter and he's like you know i just want to make sure you're safe blah 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 and they're talking and they're having a pretty good moment and then she's like do you think this is because your mom left you and he's like no i'm not i'm not gonna talk to you okay he's like it's like so mad at yeah. his daughter for like putting him on the spot well yeah he's a very interesting character because he's dealing with like he was an alcoholic and he has rage problems yeah and then these murders start start happening, and his his father is the sheriff of the town, but his father is having heart problems, so he's kind of having to take on, like running all the police, plus taking care of his father, and his daughter, and trying to solve all these murders. So as it as the movie progresses, he starts having to fight off his alcoholism as well. Yeah, and in a way, he kind of becomes a monster as well. Because he lets the alcohol kind of take over. Interesting. Well, and the first time I watched it, it kept doing the shots of the uh, alcohol cabinet, like where he keeps his beer. And I was like, why does it keep showing his microwave? Because uh, there's like the scene when it's like interjected between the funeral, the crime scene, yeah. and it's like shots of where he keeps his alcohol. Interesting. And it just like shows it's really his mind. Where yeah. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like like pacing like in the in the funerals, like you can see him shaking, and he's like trying to fight off his alcoholism but eventually he gives into the darkness and becomes a monster himself and like he's a fucking great actor yeah and like the fact that he was able to direct and write and star in this film like i gotta give the man props for that one of the things i feel like i feel like i don't know how much he's actually acting like mm. This feels very much like him. Like, you know what I mean by that? Like, I feel like his mannerisms, his way of speaking, like, he it just, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was very, like, a very well-acted movie because it seems so real. Yeah. You know what I mean by that? Like, it was just. Yeah, he's very just, like, off the cuff. Like, yeah. Just the way he, like, and, yeah, like, interacts with people. Yeah. Um, it's, it was a lot better of a movie than I thought it was going to be when I watched the trailer. Like, I didn't expect it to be, like, delving into his personal problems and, like, the shit with his dad and his daughter and yeah. drinking. Well, and, like, it's... I don't know if it's low budget, but it doesn't necessarily seem high budget at all. Like, it's not a sp effects heavy movie. Like, no. It's about a quote-unquote werewolf. Yeah. A werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it... It doesn't take, like, it's set in a small town. The cast list is not even that big. No. But where they spend the money, which I assume the effects and the, you know, like, it looks really good. Yeah. It's, it's a really, it's a well-done movie. Yeah, it's about a $2 million film. Oh, yeah, which is it's low, pretty, bu low yeah. budget yeah. compared to other movies. Um, ones, you know. It also stars Robert Forster, yeah. which was the last role he was yeah. in. He's so, a good actor. Yeah. He was, uh, Jackie Brown? Yeah. So the film's dedicated to him as well. And he does a great job of playing the ailing sheriff who's kind of trying to be a very manly man and like be like, no, I'm good. He doesn't like, want to retire. No. Where he clearly should. It's a, like almost like he's 
fighting back against what he knows is coming. Like he doesn't want to retire because if he be re- replaced, yeah, he doesn't want to die. Yeah. So he doesn't want to keep stop doing what he's doing. Yeah. And like the daughter, she was great too. Yeah. I don't know who plays her and uh, Chloe East. Yeah, is that the no no? That's the daughter. Yeah, um, Ricky Lindholm. Yeah, she Ricky plays Lindholm is another cop. Yeah, she plays the only uh, female. On the uh, force officer yeah. and she's the only one on the force who kind of believes him that like this isn't a werewolf this is just a guy well a lot of the people question him the whole time and yeah. like even when he's off the rails she still kind of has his back right yeah like, and i love the old lady too the oh, old cop like i don't remember her name but like but he's all drunk yeah. yeah and she like has his back too i don't know uh, i mean it's not like a movie that we can delve too deep into like the deep meaning of this it was one of the most recent movies that I was like that made my top ten. Yeah. Because I was so pleasantly surprised by how well it was acted, like how beautifully it was shot too. Even the opening credits where it's like It's eerie, man. Yeah, it like shoots it takes a shot that's like the right way up and then it superimposes it on another shot that's upside down and it keeps doing that to kinda like disorient you. Man, it's uh it starts off like a horror movie. Yeah. Even the first scene with what's his name? Uh Jimmy Tatra. <laughs> He's so good, man. Yeah, American yeah. Vandal. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that is a scene out of a horror movie. Yeah, like pretty much the whole the whole part until you see uh, uh, John John in the AA um, meeting. Yeah, which is also is another so good funny. shot, <laughs> a good good scene when uh, it's a good character intro. I, I think I've I've realized after talking about so many movies on this character intros. Mm. When you have a good intro, man, it sets the the movie. Yeah, and that's a great intro. Just him talking about like his age. how much he, yeah how much he hates his like, like, ex wife like, my wife and they're like you better <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then he's like if you could just stay focused and then like instantly it's like yeah he's like looking up distracted. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's good writing man yeah and good filmmaking right like the yeah. tone of the movie I don't know keeps you on your toes yeah and it's there's you were talking about the whale how it's like there's like certain scenes that are hard to watch like yeah. the one where his daughter had to like drag him up because he's like so drunk yeah when he's wasted and she's like you're scaring me like yeah, please go stop to bed. yeah yeah and it's like it felt real like you're just watching this play out in somebody's house like it didn't feel acted you know yeah. which like props to the two of them for that because then that's just great acting yeah I do think uh, the tone of the movie it starts off like I said quite uh, eerie horror movie vibes but then with that scene with the AA meeting it's it's very funny right oh yeah and then all of a sudden the movie just is not a horror movie <laughs> it's like a light it's not like a dark comedy I guess yeah like the music <laughs> so like he's at funerals of these victims and like the one it's like a mom and her young dog yeah. and he's like at the funeral but the music is like like Danny Elfman it's like in her cut with him like beating the shit out of like the coroner oh yeah because yeah. <laughs> he's like shit talking to him yeah. so he just like beats the shit out of him he beats the shit out of another cop too um, I do like the dry humor of the movie so like it, the AA meeting like an AA meeting is not supposed to be funny but it's instantly hilarious. Like, hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, he's, he's very witty and stuff like that. And uh, when he's talking to, like, the librarian, yeah. <laughs> the library, like, yeah. wakes him up and he's like, what the fuck? If there's another member of my force, they would have shot you. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. He's like, no, I, it's fine. But just for next time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, um, an unflinching character in, like, who he is. Yeah. And he, like, it's nice to see a character, too redeem he doesn't really redeem himself he kind of does at the end because yep. even like a spoiler alert they think they found the killer because this guy who 
matches like these descriptions dies but very misleading out, yeah which and like the movie kind of purposely misleads you oh, as well oh no it does yeah it 100 percent makes yeah. you think that this one this, character is a real werewolf yeah he's not yeah so then that guy dies and um the sheriff is kind of like he's he's not convinced it was him because even when he's talking to people later he's like oh this the suspect died and the you killer he's like oh no i'm still getting used to saying that's the killer because even in the back of his head oh yeah yeah he's like the killer to get that'll take a minute yeah yeah see even in the back of his head he thinks that like no this wasn't the guy and he ends up finding the real killer and ends up kind of reconnecting with his daughter and dealing with his anger issues because there's like that final scene at the end when there's like these college guys talking about like how hot all the gymnast girls are and you see him stop and like Personally, I was like, oh, go beat the shit out of him. But he, like, stops. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. He's going to moves on to be a better person. So there is redemption for him in the film. Yeah. Um, it does have, you kind of already talked about it, but it does have the vibe of, like, the old sheriff versus the young sheriff kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I just feel like he literally has a scene where he's like, you know, back in my days, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, he yeah. does have, like, one of those yeah. scenes. And, like, I just think that dynamic works well. And then them being father and son adds a whole other level, like, there are scenes where he's in front of the people and then as soon as everyone leaves, they literally like he like catches them so he doesn't fall over. Yeah. You know, like he's there to support his dad. Yeah, it's like kind of the son having to take care of the father now, you yeah. know? Yeah. And like professionally with the work and then literally personally. Yeah. yeah. And just him losing his shit at his dad, like sometimes. Like yeah. listen, I like I wake up fucking yeah. every night, yeah. there's a phone call. I think it's gonna be you like you have to deal with this shit. And uh, the small town dynamic is fun too. Yeah. When they're like talking and then like when it's like the like, the reporter is like like you Ricky, fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah. like, I'll see you Monday. Yeah. Whatever, you know, and then like it's in the AA meeting later. Yeah. And he's, yeah. Like, he's like, I sh- you should be getting out of Ricky or whatever. Yeah. It's like everyone knows each other. Yeah, yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. It was just uh, it's a great movie. Um if you've gone this far in the podcast, I'm hoping you've watched it. Um, but like, just buy it, watch it, support independent films yeah, like this. Yeah, it's good. It's nice to see something made outside of like the big Hollywood, and you can just feel that this project meant something. Yeah, yeah. Like he had love for it. It's a lot different than his other film, Thunder Road. Okay. Um, also about a cop, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, this one just feel felt like a a better story, so I just enjoyed this film a little bit more. Um, you want to talk favorite scene? Uh, I just have a couple more things. Um, I guess we kind of already talked about it. Just how the audience is 100% led to believe. It's a werewolf. It's a werewolf. Yeah. There are scenes where you see a wolf monster kill people. There are scenes where you see a human, like a greasy human with a wolf tattoo, kill someone or at least have a dead body. Yeah. And then there's a full moon, like... Every night there's a wolf attack, yeah. which I thought was kind of fun. Um, and I think the movie does a good job of not showing stuff. So there's a certain like dynamic or way he shoots certain scenes where John is talking to people off camera and you never see them. And even yeah. when, uh, I think it's the real serial killer, the real werewolf guy. He's talking to the girl in the diner? Yeah, you don't yeah. see him. Like, and I don't know, in, a nor- in any other movie, you probably would have seen they reverse but they purposely don't and i think it's just a nice like it's like a unique style of filming well it makes you question everything as well and why didn't we see it yeah right um and i think it kind of works with dog soldiers in the sense of i mean obviously it's why i I think of it because it's a werewolf movie but like what you don't see works so like 
you maybe easily could have seen that first wolf scene that it wasn't a werewolf, that it was a suit. Yeah. But we as the audience, as watching a movie, didn't get to see that. Yeah. So, like, it purposely does throw you off, and it doesn't really doesn't really hide that. Like, it's no. like, I'm going to make you think this. And then, like you said, when he real like, he doesn't even think it when they say it. Like, oh, we found the killer. It's like, did yeah. you? Yeah. Um, that's kind of it. I got some shots I like. Maybe I can just talk about some shots. Riley shots. Riley's <laughs> radical <laughs> reels. <laughs> um, just some shots that stand out when I watch these movies. I like to write them down when I think, oh, that was a good shot. Uh, so the first one, it's the bloody paw print right at the beginning. I think it's literally on right before the uh, AA talk. But you see a bloody paw print in the snow and the moon is reflected in the bloody mm. paw print. I just thought that was a good shot. Uh, this intro of John at AA, like we've already talked about, but it's one shot and it's like a kind of a close up that like zooms out and just works well. With, yeah. Again, him talking off camera or whatever. Um, the one shot of the crime scene, I'll talk about it a little more later, but there's just like a one take of a big crime scene, which is really cool. I'm a big fan of one takes that look really well, like yeah. it's well done. Um, when the guy ODs at the trailer park and he kind of like flops out of his trailer, there's like the shot of him flopping out of the trailer and the trailer is like perfectly framed with the moon, the full moon in the background. Oh yeah. And to me, it's kind of that moment of we're seeing this guy as a human during the full moon. Ah, so he's not a werewolf. And it's kind of like, and with the reveal of this movie where, I guess we really haven't talked about it, but there is a reveal, you kind of mentioned it, but at the end where John realizes that it was not the person they thought it was. It's actually this other guy. Yeah. And he is the serial killer who has been dressing up in a werewolf costume, murdering people. Um, and so you as the audience, if you don't know that, that shot doesn't mean a lot, but it's almost in that rewatch of like, hey, I noticed that. <laughs> um, and then the shot at the end, which you already talked about, it's him on the stairs when the frat guys walk by. And yeah. you see that it's like a really good shot of him standing on the stairs. And maybe you even see his body tense up. Yeah. Then he lets go and he walks away. Yeah. It's just like a char- It's a character moment yeah. shot. Yeah, that's it. Favorite scenes. Favorite scenes. Uh, actually, I'll go first, maybe because mine takes place first. Okay. Maybe. Rude. Do you want to go first? No, not anymore. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> uh, so my favorite scene is the the scene I just talked about with the one shot at the crime scene, second murder, I think. Yeah. So after the second murder, it's like the next day, and the movie itself is kind of like chaotic. Like you said, like there's a lot of like editing transitions of like back and forth, and the 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 music of the movie like keeps the chaos kind of going. And there's just a really good scene of after it's all the cops at the crime scene, and it's kind of John organizing the crime scene. So he's trying to like get the one the, the news van has to like leave the crime scene. He's trying to talk <laughs> to the one cop about the coroner. Because the guy's on the phone with the coroner, I think. Yeah. And the other cop is... I don't even remember what's all going on. It's, it's just chaotic. Chaos. It's a chaotic scene. But it's quite funny. And it works with that, that like, idea of, is this funny or is this sad or is it yeah. dramatic? Of, like, what's going on right now? And then, like, as this chaos is going on, like, the reporter is listening to the cop. And then it's just, I don't know, it's good. And then it kind of leads into, like, the one cop losing his job, yeah. which is a good scene right after. It's kind of a... It's a nice... I do tend to like these scenes of, like, chaos. It's like, I'm reminds me of Jaws, my favorite scene from mm, Jaws. Yeah. And all that chaos yeah. is going on, right? It's just one of those scenes, I think, of... It's almost, you want to watch that scene again just to see what was all happening. 
It, that has one of my favorite jokes in the whole movie is when like one cop yells to John. He's like, they say it's a wolf. Yeah. And then like you see John kind of tense up and he t- the camera pans with John to the, and to the, the news van. van and, and you they see the window up. <laughs> the window go up. Yeah. So you know the news heard like, oh, it's probably a wolf. Yeah. And just the way it pans with him and just the simple just of the window going up is just so good. And then he goes like beats the shit out of that guy. He's like, <laughs> yeah. can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. Beats it and then fires yeah. him. Yeah, WikiLeaks is hiring. Yeah. Um... My favorite scene, besides the one that Riley just talked about, because that is one of the best scenes. It in is the a film. good scene. Yeah. Um, it's like the final confrontation between John when and the serial killer when he finally figures out um, that this guy is the killer, and they he like he's dropping off evidence that they had bo- like borrowed from these people, yeah. and he's talking to this guy, this taxidermy guy, and like they're just having a conversation, and he just mentions i don't know something about his wife that his wife couldn't hack it or something like that and like john goes to leave and then he kind of that the line i actually I, was I th- wondering what the i line. think it is that i thought it was about the daughter oh it could be that too yeah asking how his daughter is yeah through this conversation john has with this guy it's kind of revealed that like this guy is the serial killer so john leaves the house and you kind of see him stop for a minute and he turns around and he like knocks it's on the good door <laughs> and the way the f- it's shot is the guy is like I don't know, halfway in the door, maybe we'll say, because he's kind of hunched he's like, over. He, and the whole scene, he's like leaned over yeah. or sitting down. Or, and then yeah. uh, John's like, I, can I ask you a favor? Like, can you stand up to your full height for me? And the guy's like, what? He's like, yeah, do you mind just standing up for your full height? And at that scene, at that moment in time, both people know yeah. that the other one knows. Well, and we, so earlier in the movie, you're you're told that oh we know the killer's super tall i don't actually know because he was uh going after the talking to that lady in the diner the mom and the dog oh yeah yeah super tall yeah yeah so they know they're looking for someone really yeah. tall and then the guy they catch is probably actually pretty short yeah like average height yeah so yeah john asks him like can you stand up and then the guy stands up and like the, it's, it's, a, it's a great shot because the guy just all of a sudden is towering over the door yeah and then john just like looks at him he's like yeah yep. <laughs> and then it gets into like the guy slams the door john jumps through the window with his gun gets stabbed up against the wall he's like bleeding out of his stomach and then he like looks up and he sees the guy in the werewolf costume the guy like growls at him like runs into the woods and then the rest of the scene is like john chasing this guy through the woods as he's like dying essentially because he got stabbed in the stomach and then it's him fighting with this werewolf serial killer and then he's saved by the female cop. She shoots them one time. And then the guy whose girlfriend was the first one to, to be killed told John, like, if you catch this guy, like, don't arrest him. Shoot him till you shoot him in the face until you can see the ground. And then that's what John ends up doing is he just unloads his pistol into the guy's face. And then, like, the song Old Lang Sin is oh, playing. Old Lang Syne, yeah. Yeah, is playing. And it's just, it's a beautiful scene because yeah. it's, like, and then the payoff too yeah and then throughout the movie uh the female cop is always asking john like you never ask for help like whenever things not okay and she asks him like are you okay and at that moment in time he just says no and he drops to the ground yeah yeah that's the end of the film and it's just beautiful i was watching it last night i was like oh man i'm gonna cry (laughs) this is just wonderful yeah it's good yeah watch it get show the man some love too jim con Cummings, 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 as like Whitney Cummings. <laughs> um, I I'm gonna give the film. I'll give it uh, uh, ten missing vaginas out of ten. 
Damn, you give it a 10 I out of 10, I fucking love eh? this movie, man. Wow. Good yeah. for you. It's like my Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to give it 8 Listerine bottles out of 10. Oh, nice. that's a good reference. Um, I don't I don't hate the movie at all. I, I just... Uh, I don't love it that much. It, it... It... I don't know. Maybe just resonated with me a little bit different. Oh, it's very good. Don't get me wrong. Like... I was very happy when you chose it. I was very happy to watch it. I'm happy I bought it. Yeah. I bought it on Amazon. If you want to go buy the DVD, yeah. go look on Amazon. It's hard to find. It's like, not at Fair Stare. <laughs> it's or, hard to find. Like, or any other yeah. movie place I went to. I've been trying to find Thai West films in yeah. Calgary. Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. And I'm trying to like not just order shit online, but sometimes. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Because you know, I want to watch these movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, so moving on, we're going to do our underrated actor of the episode. Uh, we're talking Mr. Neil McDonough. Yeah. Um, once again, you know this guy. Yeah, Band of Brothers. He played, uh, Buck. Nice. Great character in that. Uh, he was in the, uh, Arrowverse as Damien Dark. He's in the Marvel Universe yeah. as Timothy Dum Dum Dugan. Uh, really awesome comic book character, too. Um, and his role is kind of interesting because he's in the past. Uh... But he's good, really good. He he does a really really good job of playing the character. So, yeah, he was also in uh, Desperate Housewives. He's in Sonic the Hedgehog. Very oh. small role. I was watching the movie and I thought, you know, I feel like his his part got cut because he's barely in this. <laughs> Yellowstone. He pops up in there as well. He's in uh, what's it? Walking Tall. He's the asshole that the rocks got to oh. fight. He's good at playing a bad guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But he's also good at playing a good guy. He so. is. Dum Dum Dugan's a good yeah. guy. He's great. Uh, yeah, he's just great. like a, a sophisticated. Guy in a suit. Yeah, but like also piercing kind of blue eyes. You have to have some nice, like, like some good eyes. Yeah, You're right. Oh yeah, even his IMDb here, yeah, like, nice and blue. Oh, right. Neil. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've seen him as good, like you said, good guys, bad guys. Um, he's fun. You know, he's a fun actor. Fun. To yeah, watch. he. I, I've never seen him pop up in something and have been like, oh, yeah, this guy. It's always like, all oh, right, he's in this. Nice, cool. Yeah, yeah, this will be good. Uh, yeah, give him a like, give him a follow. Yeah, check him out. Again, you probably know him as of most of our underrated actors. Oh, he's in Paul Blart too. Oh! I'm not going to lie, I haven't seen it. I thought he'd get an award for that one. I saw the first one. I don't think he's in the first one. No. Um, so we're going to do things a little differently this episode. Oh, yeah. Time to talk about mu- uh, music, but... Yeah. We're going to switch it up, because normally we do songs we'd like to see in a movie. We're going to be talking songs that remind us of a movie today. That's right. Um, I'll start out, um... This Time Tomorrow by The Kinks. Uh, anytime that song comes on, I just see Darjeeling Limited with yep. uh, Adrian Brody running to the train. Bill Murray running beside him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. I mean, I think you got a big list there. Yeah. I'll I to keep it short. I don't have a ton, but the one, the first one that stands out is uh, The End of the Line from The Traveling Wilburys. Uh, reminds me of The Ends of Parks and Rec. So oh, it's yeah. the last episode. It's the finale. It's a... <laughs> I know. I love the show. I'm going out on record. It's my favorite show. Um, and it's a really good finale episode as well. I think they do a really good job in the finale. And it just ends with uh, this song called The End of the Line, which is a, a good song for a finale of something because it's the end of the line. And it just kind of like shows like a recap of bloopers and funny moments yeah. of Parks and Rec. And yeah. Um, the one I was really excited to talk about, Freebird. Oh. From uh, Kingsman, yeah. yeah. Anytime yeah. that song comes on, I'm just always going to think about murder people yeah. in church. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like when I'm normally in church. Um, Fortunate Son from every Vietnam yeah. film yeah, ever. Exactly. <laughs> from anything in the Vietnam era when they're in even King like Kong Skull Island. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. It's definitely in it. 
Um, Where's My Mind by the Pixies. I don't know if that's on Fight your Club? list. Fight Club. Fight Club. Yeah, nice. And The End of Observer Report. I don't know if oh, you remember, but it's like... It's been a while since I've watched while it. While the Flasher is like running naked in the mall <laughs> and it's like slow-mo running. It's just the Where's My Mind. But yeah, Fight Club as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Scotty Doesn't Know. Uh, Clearly Euro Trip. Euro Trip for those people who don't know. Um, for those who don't know, go watch it. It's great. Yeah. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> uh, what else do I have on here? Um... D, Way to the World, uh, from Hank and Mike, if there's literally anyone else on the planet who's watched that movie. I don't know if anyone's watched, <laughs> the pl- watched that movie and is listening to this podcast. Probably not. I don't know us. if the song is called Woohoo, but I think I have it here as in my computer as Woohoo. But it's uh, Kill Bill. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, what's the, one, the song when they're walking down the... Uh, Reservoir Dogs? No, well that well, one too. Little, little green, green bag, bag. yeah, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. sure. Uh, no, it's like when the whatever that gang is, they're like walking. Oh, it's like I do know the song. Talk about. Um, it's also with Transformers. Yeah, same with the whistle too. Um, that do do Yeah, we're just talking Kill Bill. But yeah, let us know. It's just funny. I'm going to take this moment. I know it's just. When you, it's funny how just the media of film and television, how it'll do that to you when you just add a song in and it just fits. This is why we do our other segment of yeah. song you want to see in a movie. It's the opposite side of it. It's the song that reminds you because like it just works perfectly. There was somebody out there who's like, I think the song would work, and people are like, Oh, fuck yeah! And it's actually really <laughs> funny. And you and I have we've always loved movies. Clearly, we've been a fan of film for our whole lives. I'd say. And at one point, I went to film school. I, I loved it all. I would love to keep making movies. But at one point, you told me, I think my dream job is the guy who picks music for a movie. <laughs> yeah, man. And I mean, if you, can still, if you can still do that. Yeah, you I don't know. try to do that. Yeah, I don't know what that job title would be. <laughs> I do think you'd be good at that yeah, job, though. Thank you. I yeah, appreciate that. Welcome. You got a good taste in music. Yeah, well, and movies. I try. I, well, so. <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, for the episode uh, thank you for joining us for episode 11 of season 2 it's kind of weird but we're on our new season so. yeah we're calling this one season 2 um, like David said thanks for listening everybody we appreciate it we always appreciate it feel free to follow and subscribe and leave us nice reviews yeah I know we got a rating from Jordan she gave us a 5 star review oh, well thank you Miss Chisholm thank you Jordan if you're out there listening uh, thanks to everybody that we've always uh, we've uh, shouted out before we know you're listening and we appreciate it Feel free to follow us on Instagram, Less yeah. Than Average Podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at LTA7878. Comment on that uh, thing I posted about the movies. I'm curious to hear what you guys, of the three movies you have to pick, yeah, and three you would pick. As always, if someone wants to tell us an idea for a movie to talk about or a song to talk about... Get your own podcast. <laughs> or let us know. Uh, if you want to be a guest one day, we know some of you out there want to, we will gladly have you on, hopefully. We're coming for you next, Kent. Kent, you're next. Um, and as far as uh, next time on Less Than Average, we might be going back to school. Going back to school and dealing with some teachers, <laughs> if that makes sense. I like it. <laughs> you know, I don't want to tease too much. I was going to yeah. use a different word there, but that wouldn't have been a tease. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I think that's it, guys. Thanks again for listening. Like always, we appreciate you. Um, yeah. Thank you. Adiós.